Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. Mom deserves the best and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive of rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Catch those springtime vibes all over Arizona. Break out of the winter blues by hitting the water at one of our lake and river parks. Take a hike among the wildflowers. Just make sure to stay on the trails and leave the flowers for the bees. Discover Arizona's best-kept secret. And visit azstateparks.com slash amazing to start your springtime adventure. Hi everybody, this is the Cricket Badger radio show podcast. Each badger marks the track with its own scent. black legs are short but very powerful for digging. In fact, the name badger probably comes from the French word beche, meaning digger. It's that badger style. Hi everybody, welcome along to another edition of the Cricket Badger Radio Show podcast. It's James here, taking you through this week's show, where we're joined by Daniel Bell Drummond, the Kent top order batsman, wishing him well for the season ahead. He takes on the Cricket Badger, quick questions, an extended edition. And I think you'll find his answers are pretty informative, pretty honest and pretty entertaining as well. So stick with it. Daniel Bell Drummond, a very good guest on this week's show. Thank you, though, first for your listens over the last few weeks. Cricket Badger Radio Show podcast listens are up by 580% on last year. That's huge. And that is so much appreciated by me. Recording these podcasts, sending them out there. It's heartening that people are listening and enjoying them. And if you could just do me one last favour, whilst you're listening to the podcast, subscribe to it, add a nice comment or two, tick a like box, whatever's on your platform, because apparently that encourages people to do exactly the same thing and to listen. So the more people that listen, the more likely we'll get great guests and get great shows on the Cricket Badger podcast in the future. There's one part of this interview with Daniel Beldrum that makes me feel ancient um, when we start to talk about technology. That's uh, further down the line. But we'll start off with some of the easier questions about cricket at the start. The guest this week then, Daniel Beldrummond. It's that Badger style. Daniel Beldrummond, it's a great pleasure to welcome you to the Cricket Badger Radio Show podcast this week. How are you? I'm very good, thanks. Pleasure to be on. How are you? I'm good. I'm all right. How's your pre-season gone? Are you, are you fighting fit, raring to go down in Kent? Yeah, we're looking forward to the season ahead. Um, 
Division 1 now. First time in my career, so nah, I know the guys are really looking forward to it. We've had a good pre-season, actually, and quite a few of us have been away over the winter playing and training hard. So, no, nah, well, we're raring to go. First Division, I mean, people talk about the, the step up and we've, we've seen a few teams yo-yo between the two divisions. There is a difference in, in quality, I think. Are you ready for that? We're going to have to be, aren't we? <laughs> um, obviously, yeah, we're really looking forward to it. Come end of September, time will tell. But no, we're very confident in our ability and we obviously want to take the same form that we showed from last year into the first division. And teams like Essex have showed that it can be done. They were second division for quite a while and they then went and won the first division. So um, they've shown that that blueprint can work and no, we're looking forward to it. In another line of work I do, I, I work for a bookmakers and I was looking at the prices actually for the championship this season and Kentar, well, b- bottom of the pile um, in terms of how the bookies see this, but they always do. With the teams coming up are always the ones expected to go straight back down. But as you said, there are, there are precedents there for the teams that have clung on and, and done very well if they've come up. Yeah, I didn't know. I didn't know we were the bottom. No, that's that's fine with us. It would be to be expected. Obviously, we came up second in second division, and we haven't been in the first division for nine years or so. Yeah, uh, but eight, bookmakers have very bookmakers have very simple ways of looking at it, and that would be exactly the, their calculation. I think in terms of that. Exactly. So yeah, that's that's all good with us. But yeah, our job's to remain in the division, and um, now nah, we're really looking forward to the challenge and um, getting amongst it with the big teams in the Red Bull format. Right then, you're the person this week taking on the Cricket Badger Quick Questions. Some people have had to have serious counselling after this. Okay. You have to, uh, prepare yourself. First off, if not a cricketer, what would you have done with your life? It's a good question. I'm quite into music, so I don't know, in another life I might have been a musician. What kind of yeah, music are you into? Sort of rap. R&B music the sort of the sort yeah. of turn off <laughs> you probably you might yeah yeah. Um, yeah maybe something like that I was always quite sporty so either a musician or footballer okay What's your, who's your team football wise uh, Arsenal I'm a big Arsenal fan uh, well we all have our crosses to bear I'm a Leeds fan um, okay. you might be playing you next year who knows hopefully if things go yeah well. hopefully so for you guys yeah Question number two then, who has been the biggest influence on your career? It has to be my dad, yeah. Yeah, he played cricket himself to quite a good standard. And I just followed him to games really on Saturdays for club cricket. And that's how I got the love for it. And he, along with my mum, provided me with all the opportunities and um, guided me along the right path to get the opportunities that I've had and taken in my career so far so yeah definitely my parents but my dad obviously was the cricket man himself so yeah a shameless plug time but uh, following on in the footsteps of cricketing fathers available in all good bookshops um I, I spoke to a lot of cricketers that had fathers that had played the game um obviously to a professional level in that instance but yeah the likes of i mean last time i saw you was in barbados and uh, brett Oliveira was out there spoke to him for the book and it is about being exposed to the, the sport at a young age isn't it and seeing your dad play whether it's at a club level or at professional level, it inspires you, doesn't it? Yeah, for sure. Everyone's got a different story. Now, I do find that really helps just having it in the family from a young age, whatever sport it is. But yeah, especially cricket, it's quite a complicated sport at first and it can require a lot of equipment and the right facilities. So it always helps getting into it from young and getting backing from young. But obviously there are people out there who, um, who start late and have had brilliant international careers. What's been your best moment in cricket? If you could live a, a day of your life again to experience that joy again, what would you pick? It'd have to be scoring 100 against Australia 
that was probably my most proud day personally. Yeah, I'd probably say that was a day I'd like to relive again. Yeah. Or scoring a hundred I can score a hundred and seventy for the Lions is just below it. But um yeah, I reckon scoring a hundred against Australia for their warm up game was my proudest moment personally. Quite some achievement that as well, isn't it? I suppose a lot of playing professional sport is about taking those steps up and thinking, I belong here. And that, that would have been a big step up for you. Yeah, definitely. Um, yeah, I, I was very happy that day. And no, it was it was a day I'll never forget. But yeah, to, to show people that I could um, perform against that level of bowling, uh, granted it was a warm-up for them. Um, but yeah, it gave me a hell of a lot of confidence and uh, that I can go on and achieve in the game. Meeting me in Barbados must have been number three on your list then. I'm very disappointed. I'd say that was joint second. second. (laughs) You're too kind. Um, What's been your worst moment in cricket? We go from the high to the low. Oh, plenty. Don't don't Um, put me on that list, please. Trying to think. A few. So my England under-19s World Cup, that didn't go to plan personally or for the team. So that was one of my lowest moments. And yeah, potentially a bit of last season. So it was season because the team were doing so well um but i ended up getting dropped from the four day team so that was at the end of last year so that was um quite a low point personally but obviously the team had got promoted so i was very happy with that but yeah i'd probably say my my lowest moment was getting knocked out of the under 19 world cup and struggling myself there are you a dweller do you do you take disappointment to heart and 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 think about it a lot or is it water off the duck's back a bit of both really i i'd say i'm quite methodical so I look at the facts. So I do definitely analyse things. So it's it, I, it wouldn't just be forgotten about tomorrow. But I feel that I analyse things quite methodically. So I tend not to be not to make things up that haven't happened. If that makes sense. Yeah. Yeah. So yeah. If you could trade lives with any current cricketer for a day, who would you choose to live in the skin of? Good question. There's a lot. <laughs> um, um, do, you, do you want to make a week of it? You can have a day, have a day in each, yeah. each person's skin. <laughs> yeah, Coley would be pretty cool. Yeah. Um, just the hype he gets and the celebrity that he is. It must be a different world for him in India. Joss Butler and Joe Root would be quite cool. England captain. Well, Joe Root's the England test captain. Joss Butler's one of the best white ball batsmen in the world. Yeah, I'd say one of those three. Chris Gale, definitely. He's getting a bit old now. But, um, <laughs> I hope he's not listening. Yeah, <laughs> well, yeah, he's uh, obviously a great player. Yeah, but, um, yeah, probably those four. I can't that's, pick between them. That's your Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday and Thursday of the week sorted out then, isn't it? And you, yeah, you, exactly. You can decide the weekend later. Um, exactly. If I was to put you in charge of world cricket for the day, is there anything mm-hmm. you would change? If I could, you know, one rule change or something you want to change about cricket, is there something you'd, uh, you'd do as your first job in charge? That's a good question. It's tough to think on the spot there. Um, no, I'd probably make there be more teams at the World Cup. I think that's a bit of a shame. Yeah. That there's only 10. Is there nine teams or 10 teams? 10. 10, ten yeah, there's only well, I think 10 it, teams. I think it was, was it 14 last time? See, so you had the likes of Ireland, Scotland, yeah. and some of the, the kind of, well, with all due respect, Minnow Nations, didn't mm-hmm. Yeah, I just think they're improving so much with how franchise cricket's going. So like Afghanistan, obviously mm-hmm. at the World Cup, but Ireland uh, have a professional setup now, and would have been good to see. Obviously, you got that Lam- a guy called Lamishan, is it the leg spinner from Nepal? Yes. Um, there'll be a lot of great cricketers who aren't at the World Cup. So I guess 
it's like a football World Cup at times. There's not sometimes the best players aren't there. That would be one of them off the top of my head because that's obviously the World Cup's quite soon. Maybe the Mancad law. I'd change that. Oh well, yeah. What's your view on that? We we talked about well, it on the podcast a couple of weeks ago. Yeah, I just think obviously I wouldn't do it, but it's in the laws, so I don't know why the laws are there if it's so frowned upon. Yes. Because as the law states, the batsman's actually cheating, not the bowler who mancads them. So I think they should just banish the law, and it should be down to the umpire that if the batsman is gaining an unfair advantage and it keeps happening, they should get a run penalty. Maybe, yeah, yeah. or they should take it out of spirit of the game and batsmen should just stay in their creases. But I just feel like I would never mancad because obviously of the press and the, the uproar that happens, but I don't get why it's in the rules. I guess to kind of play devil's advocate a little bit, because I was totally against what Ashwin did, it was to stop somebody, you know, Daniel Beldrummond's in the uh, non-strikers end, James Butler's running into bowl, and you're halfway down the pitch trying to steal a single off the last ball of a one-day game. It kind of stops that, doesn't it? That was the idea of it. But I, I, felt, I felt in the IPL with Ashwin that he was pretty much at the top of his action, waited for Joss Butler to then drift out of his crease and then took the bails off with no warning. And- no, I fully agree. I do think it was, yeah, quite naughty from Ashwin, but uh, it's a tough one because they changed the laws. I can't remember when. I remember clearly, I think I was involved with England 19s and the Bangladesh 19s kept doing it to us. They man-cadded then folks, actually. And they had literally just changed the law to, like, even if the bowler goes in his delivery stride and doesn't deliver the ball, he can still man-cad you. Yeah. So I think, I don't know if it was 2010 around that time. Yeah. 2011. But, but I, think I don't know why they would change that law if it would be so frowned upon. They yeah. should just say, don't do it and totally. not make it a law. I agree. I, th- I think that the, the thing is, the, the key line of the law is that it was when the non-striker should ex- reasonably expect the bowler to deliver the ball. And that was where the Ashwin thing came in because he was, as I said, almost probably at the the point of delivery when Butler's bat was still in the crease and he drifted. Yeah, Butler just didn't see him. He yeah. um, he wasn't trying to gain any advantage. He just wasn't looking. I described him on the podcast as probably being a little bit too lazy, if anything. If I'd been his coach, I'd have been wanting him to back up a, a little bit more eagerly than he was doing. So it... fully, I fully agree with you. I just yeah. don't get why it's in the laws if it's going to be such a big deal. You've got my vote for world domination. Discover one of the most beautiful lifestyle resorts in the Caribbean at the Accra Beach Hotel and Spa. Located on the south coast of Barbados, this beachfront property offers 224 rooms, sparkling pools, four restaurants, three bars, an on-site spa, event and conferencing facilities, and a welcoming team providing unparalleled relaxation to make your stay a memorable one. What are you waiting for? Book your reservation at this award-winning hotel today and experience the Caribbean dream. So if you could meet anyone, living or dead, who would you like to meet? It's that kind of dinner party question. Yeah, um, Muhammad Ali would be up there. Denzel Washington and um, yeah, I think someone like Cristiano Ronaldo as well. That would be all right. Yeah, yeah I like three. Yeah, Denzel's one of my favourite actors. I like him. Yeah, um, that would be my three. If you won the lottery, Daniel Beldrummond, you've got a big check mm-hmm. in your hand. What's the first thing you'd do with the money? Probably pay off my parents' houses, make sure they 
can live free and happily. Yeah, I I reckon I don't think I'll be that expansive. Yeah, I wouldn't fly on a like buy a private jet and have lots of parties. I don't know. Maybe I would. Um, <laughs> You're thinking about it now, aren't you? Yeah, yeah. I'd definitely make sure my family are sorted financially, and then a bit in charity. I'd obviously make sure I'm living happily and free. I'd probably play a lot more shots than I do with batting because you've got no worries financially. Yeah, I'd probably live in a warmer country. So I'd be in England sort of four or five months of the year, I reckon, and then stay in Australia or West Indies or somewhere like that in the winters. Sounds all right to me. When you said that about uh, playing a bit more freely, because it's a job, this is probably the one thing that supporters don't necessarily always get is that the the pressure of it being your living maybe does inhibit you at times or maybe play slightly differently than they would down the the local park. Oh, oh yeah, 100%. To be honest, I think it makes me play better because obviously it matters. I don't think necessarily me playing with 100% freedom would be the most consistent me. So when I was saying that about the lottery question obviously you just have no worries so you wouldn't really care if you failed or succeeded well obviously i would for pride because it's still my it's still me and my name but nah in terms of what fans think yeah for sure i mean when you're paid to do something the stakes go up and you're accountable for things that you do so um nah it definitely makes a difference like yeah if even if people get paid in club cricket i reckon for the most part unless they're really quite heartless which is can happen but i feel like you notice even in club cricket if you get paid because you're now paid you're expected to do something and you're accountable for your for your performances i'm not saying you're not if you're just playing amateur cricket and you're paying your subs but there's definitely a difference yeah, I mean, I, I, I was saying to you before we uh, pressed record that I've, I've been to a few media days in the last uh, few weeks. The counties have their media days pre-season. I went on to Yorkshire's, and Yorkshire's probably the team where I go to more often than not. And there was probably six or seven faces there, youngsters that I didn't recognise. And squads and, and teams do change very quickly if you actually go over the kind of two or three four year period the rotation of players is quite scary at times actually so it can be a short career so you you have to take all of your chances don't you yeah exactly like you never know when it's going to end loss of form injury or yeah someone better like if you're a spinner or a keeper someone better comes along so yeah you've always got to give a hundred percent in all your games and training because you do you never know when when it's going to end but um no that's all the more reason to enjoy it as well yeah i've definitely learned that in the last few years like we live a dream to play the sport especially for me that i grew up wanting to do from so young and now we do it i do it as a living so definitely got to cherish those moments and as people say Obviously, there's definitely a lot of pressure in cricket, but it's not the real world in terms of the nine to five that people do. It's you do when you do well, you're in the media, you get hype, and obviously when you do badly, um, it's there for people to see. But yeah, as a whole, it's very it's a very positive career, and and uh, definitely one you've got to enjoy while you're while you're still playing, because as you said, things change rapidly in any direction. I had a long chat about this with Joe Sayers actually a few years ago in when Yorkshire on tour in Barbados and we were sat outside in the sunshine, it was beautiful. And we were talking about, you know, the, the rotations in squad and, the, and exactly what you've just said, that, you know, the, you never know when your career is going to finish. It, it could finish in 15 years' time or it could finish next week. I, I was making the comment that 
a lot of the youngsters in the in the Yorkshire camp, as it was then, were just happy to sit around the pool. And I was saying, you know, you ne- you never know when you're going to come back to a beautiful like place like this again. Go off and explore, see what the place has to offer, enjoy the culture and everything. And he was agreeing with me, saying, you know, you, you've got to embrace it and and you know, as you say, live the dream and, and make sure that you make every every moment count. Hundred percent. No, I couldn't agree more. And um, yeah, just travel, being able to travel the world is a massive thing for me for cricket. Like while especially I don't have commitments or in terms of kids or whatever like you really everyone's different like some people enjoy staying at home and have no interest in seeing the world and that's fine uh but for me the time I get off or the time I don't have to be in England I definitely try and explore the world and take up other opportunities yeah just to just to see what's out there and meet new people and it's something that as you say, when you're older, you might not be able to do. So definitely while I'm young, I try and make use of it. And um, I'm glad to say I've been to, I think I've been to all the test playing nations apart from Pakistan, but I've been to Dubai, been to the UAE. So been able to travel the world, which has been great. You follow the sun in cricket, don't you? It's a, it's a, it's a glorious existence. Exactly, exactly. It definitely, it, it can come with its bad days. Sometimes, or it's proven like you fail more than you succeed but um obviously it has its challenges but you know in terms of seeing the world and and uh doing things that you wouldn't otherwise be able to do it's, it's definitely a, a great way to to make your living who would play you in daniel Beldrum and the movie um it's a tough one i probably have to be british so an american actors might struggle the the usa team's doing quite well at cricket at the moment they're, they're winning the they are they are actually yeah yeah, Kent played against them in West Indies. Just before I saw you in Barbados, Okay. Kent were out there playing in their 50-over competition. Right, yeah. And the USA were involved in it, and they weren't the worst team at all. No, they, 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 I think they got better since then as well. They've, they've uh, used the last 12 months wisely. Yeah, I've seen they got some new recruits, which is good. Good for the world game. Um, Actors-wise, no, I'm struggling on this one. Take me more than this interview to think the perfect <laughs> actor would be. We, we, well, I'll come back to it at the end and see if you see if you can uh, okay. you can drum anybody up. What's your first memory of being really excited? I can remember myself when I was three playing with Trey Thomas the Tank Engine, and I love Thomas the Tank Engine. So that's the, that's that the would one. that would be it. Yeah, <laughs> Thomas the Tank Engine was my favourite thing. When I was young, and I had a little train set, so that would probably be it. Have you still got it? I can remember. No, no, no. no. And you, you've, you've lost the pajamas as well, if you're the most. Um, yeah, a bit small now. <laughs> What's the last time you can remember feeling really nervous? Probably yesterday. I get nervous when I play cricket before I bat. So yeah, probably then. Or I had to MC at a Kent sort of sponsors lunch. Okay. So I was talking then, just. Yeah, because I've, I've, I've always been okay doing interviews, but I've never been the one, like, running. I wasn't necessarily running it, but I was announcing, like, yeah, you felt different the, things. You felt yeah. yeah. So that was that was quite nerve-wracking. I was up all night planning with that. No, I'd say I get nervous before I bat, so that's probably it. But outside of cricket, probably that. Um, How does that manifest itself? Are you batting? Do you pace around, or you just want to be on your own? Or I don't really pace around. I'm quite still... When I get nervous, I tend to, I'm not like a fidgeter as such. But yeah, I I don't really like speaking to people just before I bat. I like to be concentrate. Not like it wouldn't be like wow, Daniel's looking. Don't go near Daniel. But yeah, I wouldn't choose to yeah. have massive conversations before I bat. That's for sure. 
Are you looking to get your business in front of the cricket world? Join forces with the fastest growing cricket podcast on the web, the Cricket Badger Radio Show podcast, brought to you in association with your business. Take an advert on the pod or become the headline sponsor. Contact us, cricketbadger at hotmail.com for some very reasonable prices and joining the fun as the Cricket Badger Radio Show podcast continues to go from strength to strength. What's the top item on your bucket list? Um, Can we find somebody to play you in the film? Yeah, <laughs> that's what I'm thinking. Go Will, I'll just go generic and say Will Smith to play me in the film. Okay. Bucket list. No, it's quite quite simple, really. I just have family when I'm older, have kids. Like, playing for England is obviously my cricket dream. Yeah. But I wouldn't, that's not necessarily under my full control. Um, obviously, I have to score runs, etc. But I think on the bucket list is more things that I'll definitely decide to do, I'm guessing. Yeah. Yeah, so... Uh, nah, nothing... I've travelled a lot of where I wanted to go to. So, now nah, I'd say, yeah, have a family, I guess. Cool. Are you a morning or a night person? 100% a morning person. Really? Okay. 100% a morning person, yeah. So you spring out of bed in the morning? Yeah, and I'm very grumpy... Uh, in the evenings. It's currently 30 minutes past eight, so I better get, yeah, get this finished. I'm putting on, <laughs> yeah. I'm putting on my best uh, form for you. <laughs> what celebrity annoys you the most? Do, do, do. Normally reality TV. It's the celebrities who sort of aren't really celebrities through any like profession. They're just popular Yeah. on social media. So I'm thinking like Kim Kardashian, people like that. Yeah, I'd probably say the Kardashians... Famous for being famous. Yes, yeah. If you had access to a time machine, where and when would you go? I wouldn't say forward in time. You could go back to the under-19 World Cup and sort it out. Yeah, I could have done that. <laughs> um, that's every two years, though. People have forgotten by that. <laughs> um, that's a good question. Um, probably go back, yeah, back to before technology, really. So you just see what, how people got on in the world without phones and the computers and stuff. So well, maybe... I can tell you that. <laughs> it's not yeah, that it's, that's how yeah. young I still am. It's yeah. probably my parents' age, yeah. I'll tell, I tell you, it's it's amazing. I mean, I, I think back to what it was like when I was a kid. And first computers were just coming out when I was at uh, kind of secondary school. And they were yeah. pathetic. You know, in comparison to what you've got these days, they are, were not fit to lace the shoes of current computers. But they were seen as being amazing. You had tennis games with just a line that was the player, you know, that, that kind of stuff. And how things yeah. have moved on in the last two, two or three decades is unreal. Uh, you know, what, what things are going to be like in another 30 years is bonkers. Scary, yeah. People did talk to each other then because you, you go into restaurants and, and bars and whatever now and everybody's on their phone. The, you know, conversations between families have just ceased up. I know, I know. No, times have really changed. Yeah, it's strange because it's going to get worse, I guess. Yeah, but, but the sales of pens and things have gone down as well. Um, exactly, yeah. <laughs> how do you like your steak cooked? Medium rare, medium rare. Done this to a lot of people now, and I'm waiting for the first vegetarian, but still not got one. No, not, not for me. <laughs> not for me. If you could live anywhere in the world, where would it be? Uh, London would be up there. So near where I live. Yeah, um, you're happy where you are? Yeah, obviously I wouldn't mind going even further into central London, like a penthouse there. That would be amazing. I wouldn't, like I said, I wouldn't be there in the winters though. Caribbean's amazing. Or yeah, Sydney, between those three, I'd just hop. 
Well, there's your lottery money gone. <laughs> exactly. If you could change one thing about yourself, what would it be? Well, I've got a lot of thoughts, but like everyone. You can stay as you are. You don't have to use it. Nah, nah, I'm not that vain. Um, <laughs> probably, I feel I'm quite polite and well-spoken, but probably make conversation more or like be more of an extrovert. Yeah. If that makes sense. Yeah. Yeah. That would be like to, to create contacts better, stuff like that. So, yeah, that would be what I would change. I'm quite focused, but, yeah, pretty quiet. So that would be my thing. What will you be doing in 10 years' time? Good question. Um, hopefully the end of a career, the end of a cricket, hopefully the end of a very good cricket career. Is that how old are you now? 25. So I'll take you to 35, wouldn't it? So you'd be... I'm 36 this year. I'm 26 this year, yeah. Yeah, so you'd, you'd basically, if you were, if everything goes right, you would be kind of coming towards, you'd be the senior man in the Kent dressing room, wouldn't you? You'd be starting yeah. to think about what you're going to do next. Exactly, yeah, that would be the best scenario. Even at 25, have you actually thought about what might happen if things didn't go right and you were looking for something else to do in two years' time? Or do you, are you just immersed in cricket? No, nah, I always um, think about things outside of cricket and um, try and like, have a plan B. The PCA are great with that. They yeah. um, push us to do that. Obviously, yeah, like, I've only known cricket as a job. So, yeah, I, I'm not going to lie and say I have everything planned or have imagined things outside of it. But, yeah, I definitely are looking toward, I'm looking towards plans outside of it. And, um, and yeah, like, like we said, you never know what could happen with cricket. It could be done next week or... So, no, nah, I definitely do have one eye looking outside of cricket and what I could do. Be a, a rap star. If yeah. You, <laughs> if you've been picking these questions, this is the final one, um, DB. If you've been picking these questions yourself, what would you have asked yourself to get a great answer, an exclusive answer? Again, a lot of the questions are quite quick, so I, I'm a thinker. You're not going to get much out of me in the limited time. Um, is, there, is there something about you that you've never told anybody else in terms of an interview? Mm. Give me an exclusive for the Cricket Badger podcast. I used to be a good drummer before All I right. played cricket when I was about five or six, I reckon. My parents had a little drum set, but I kept uh, annoying the neighbours and, <laughs> and I kept tapping my pen at school that the teachers would get annoyed. So my dad got rid of it. My parents got rid of it. I know a few people that drum and they are the most annoying people in the world because they drum on anything. They, they'll yeah. bang their fingers on the on the thighs when they just sat there on the train or they'll, yeah, do you know what I mean? They'd... That's apparently what I was doing, so... I don't remember much of it, but yeah, I could have been a drummer if it wasn't for wake, uh, annoying the neighbours. Like Animal Off the Muppets. It's been a pleasure to talk to you this week. You've, uh, you've completed the quick questions. Let's have a, just a very quick chat about Kent in the first division, as you said, trying to secure that place, I guess. And uh, only one goes down as well this time, isn't it? So you've got a chance of sticking in there and, and being part of the first division. And I guess the plan is to make that a, a long-term thing. Yeah, for sure. I mean... That's it's a really big year for us. That one team only goes down, so we're hopeful that if we put a good run of performances together, we can um, make a good fist of it and do compete and do well in the division. Yeah, it's a big year for us, as I said, and uh, the guys are looking forward to challenging themselves in the top division. And in terms of yourself, uh, you got any goals or any any things in mind, or is it just one game at a time and and see where you get to? Yeah, just. The last thing you said, really, just taking it day by day and, yeah, trying to put runs on the board for Kent. I'm looking forward to it. Um, I've had a good winter overseas and um, we've had a good pre-season as a team. So, no, I can't wait to get started. 
Well, Kent is where my mum's side of the family come from. It's where I saw my first ever cricket match at Canterbury. So uh, half of me is with you. And uh, awesome. hopefully you have a, a terrific 2019 season, mate. Thank you for joining me this week. Brilliant. Thanks a lot, James. Cheers. It's that Badger style. Thanks to DBD for being the guest on the Cricket Budget Radio Show podcast this week. Much appreciated and wish him well for the season ahead. He's a quality player, a top lad, and hopefully he gets everything out of the game that he deserves. Potentially a few runs for Kent this summer and he could quite easily move on to higher honours. Thanks for listening then this week. As I said at the start, if you could like it, subscribe to it, add a few nice comments about the Cricket Badger podcast. That would be much appreciated on whatever platform you listen to it on. And until next week, well, there's plenty to talk about in the world of cricket. So enjoy your Cricket Badgers. Sports Social Podcast Network.